0: drastically
1: so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
0: Got it. Let it go. Are we good? Let it go. (laughs) Welcome into DC On Screen. This is episode 445. Weird news episode. Not a huge amount of news. And also on a Saturday. Been a while. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This Wait, is my this co-host, is Jason Goss. Oh, Sunday, isn't it? Oh. Well, that's an update by itself. Yeah. Sorry. Um. That's right. Yesterday was the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. A sad Iron Bowl for some.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm coping.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm David C. Robertson. This is Jason Goss. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, if we sound a little weird today, is uh, you know, i I've just woken up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I literally called him to wake him up for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got I got done about four or five hours ago. There you go. Uh, doing show prep, so <clears throat> yeah, this is gonna be a fun one.
1: That's the spirit. Woo! Also, <laughs> I bit my lip while eating breakfast, and that's distracting.
0: I hear you, man. The other day, like, I got bit. Like, the inside of my lip, apparently, while I was asleep.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a pain. So
0: I, like, woke up and, you know, peeing.
1: Why does then my mouth feel funny? Been,
0: what the, cr- what, what? And then it it's just, like, a large bump on the inside of my lip that's just, like, clearly, like, the skin has been ripped away from yep. it. Yep.
1: Now, I'll be spending a lot of uh, this, this bit of news just trying to not, uh, like, uh, re-bite my lip. We've all been there.
0: Right. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. One of those unfortunate Damn. universal experiences. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I guess we should get into the news and stuff. If you're woke, if if you're woke enough, yeah. You think we can do that? If you want to. All right. Well, we'll start off with some Justice League box office news. Uh, Justice League came in at fifty-two million dollars in China on his opening weekend. And that's a, a thirty thirty percent up from Wonder Woman and ten percent short of the BVS premiere. Um, it earned ten point six million this Tuesday, uh, which is a forty percent forty one percent markup from Monday. This is notable because it's the largest increase for a number one movie during the pre Thanksgiving week in over a decade. Its predecessors it's predecessors usually specific. only make it to yeah, uh, usually only make it into the thirties. Um, now Coco has dominated it though. So, um, it's been
1: very family friendly this weekend.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, worldwide though, officially it has, uh, it has crossed, uh, 481 million. I'll be honest. That's not I don't bad. know if that's good or not. Like, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's good. No, it's bad. It's good. I don't know. No. Um, I couldn't tell you. I think it's still a disappointment for Warner brothers, honestly, but I don't think it's going to be the end of the franchise. No, it's not. Or that anything big. like that. No, they were hoping to make more of the opening weekend because
1: they were. Part of me thinks they were banking on the idea that like, well, none of our movies seem to have any legs,
0: so let's just bank on everything happening the first weekend. Mm. You know the the film has fantastic word of mouth. I'll say that. Um, if you know, I'm sure everyone is uh, the anyone who would be listening to this probably is on, to, on the interwebs a fair amount, and they're probably going, uh, people are complaining about it, and it's so divided. Yeah, I think that's just a really loud few on the internet, honestly. Really do, at this point. It's been, um, it's been
1: a little crazy on the reviews. I don't even know what to do with the most of them. I really don't. Because at some point you have to start qualifying news sources and their Mm -hmm. legitimacy to do that effectively. Like, I I feel like I need a team of researchers to do this right, and I'm just not, that's not a thing I'm capable of. (coughs) Excuse me. We'll make it.
0: (coughs) All right, so speaking of needing a team of researchers for a thing, Mm -hmm. there's this big uh, question floating around out there. Will there be a Zack Snyder cut? Probably not. Short answer, (laughs) don't look for it. All right, so look, there's a petition uh, for the Zack Snyder Cut. It, uh, a uh, Roberto Mata started this thing, and it's, it's gaining a lot of steam. It's, it's kind of impressive. Just in the last few days, like, it's, it's gotten, like, I literally watched it hit 100, uh, 140,500 <laughs> right before we hit record. Nice. Um, I wondered what it's I heard you typing. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, seeing just what this is doing, but um, here's what we know, though, in regards to a director's cut. Um, there is an assembly cut of undetermined length. This is apparently the reportedly unwatchable cut that was shown to executives. Um, this would uh, decidedly not have been Zack Snyder's final cut had he stayed on the movie. We do have. Uh, I mean, we don't have any kind of official confirmation that it had. A complete score. In fact, we're pretty sure it doesn't because Junkie was fired. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some leaked deleted scenes that would suggest that the VFX were unfinished, despite rumors to the contrary. Uh, And all of this happened before additional photography. The reshoots were literally done by Whedon, and we saw those. We know what happened with those.
1: I mean, those are kind of hanging around right now. Like, Warner Brothers even isn't fighting those. You can just well search for them.
0: The V the VFX were taken down. From uh, yeah,
1: no. The uh, I just mean the um, a couple of the deleted scenes are around.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Things yeah. that
1: actually got finished. They're yeah. they're letting those hang around.
0: Yeah, um, which pr- makes me think that there will be a director's cut or an extended cut, but it's not going to be what you're wanting. It's not going to be the Zack Snyder cut because it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> that is
1: the best information at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we got. I don't know the now to release a true quote unquote director's cut, which you guys are looking for, what a lot of people are looking for. But I would love to see. Um, oh, I'd watch. They it. They would basically, yeah, I'd buy it. It doesn't
1: mean I'm not but perfectly ha- happy with the movie I saw, but I'd watch it.
0: They'd have to go grab other people, uh, gra- grab the entire cast. They'd have to you know get Zach to come back, grab the cast, get Fabian Wagner back because he didn't shoot the, the Joss Whedon scenes. They'd have to grab Junkie XL to come in, take time out from his busy schedule to finish scoring the damn thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably not worth it for them to do it. No. I very much doubt they'll we'll ever see it. But uh, like I said, best we can hope for, uh, and what I will hope for, um, well, I'll hope for that. I'll hope for the Zack Snyder cut, but uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't believe it's going to happen anyway.
1: Like, all right. So
0: <laughs> financially
1: even at we'll round it to 150,000 signatures. Mhm. If you all paid $100 for this cut, it would only be worth 150 million, which is mm-hmm. maybe just over what it would have cost to actually get everything get everyone back, especially after some bridges might have been burned on the way out.
0: And then we would have to deal with a little nagging uh question of what which one is canon?
1: Yeah. And that's another thing
0: like strategically, this has been my, uh, uh, I I hate it for
1: everyone who needs this cut because I just genuinely think this is a non-starter. If for Mm -hmm. no other reason that like Warner Brothers is having so much trouble defending the universe they have going on. Why would they start, uh, why would they start Canon problems by releasing another cut that isn't just like the ultimate edition with some extra footage that admittedly changes BVS a lot and Mm -hmm. makes it make more sense. That's different mm-hmm. from, well, here's an entirely different thing that, I mean, you almost have to wait for like a Blade Runner 25th anniversary edition to get this confused about something. And that's just yeah. throwing in money. Like it, That's just like throwing in money to, to find some extra money where it doesn't cost you anything. This, it would cost them things. They, they, why would, they're not going to cause more tumult in their critical universe by releasing right. another version of a movie that is already <clears throat> controversial. Never going right. to happen.
0: I think the best we can probably really, truly hope for is a, an extended version of the snyder whedon combination. Yes.
1: I, th- I honestly think that's the best you've got as far as uh, if you're hoping for more Snyder, you need to hope that there are a lot of deleted scenes on that DVD or Ray or whatever they're calling it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, the cinematographer, uh, Fabian Wagner, he says he wants the director's cut. There, there are any number of uh, people from the production... Who are saying they want this director's cut, which is I feel causing a lot of uh confusion. Yeah. Um Fabian Wagner says this one was even shorter than I expected, so there are scenes that aren't in there. I really hope we get to see a director's cut which will give us everything we that we shot that didn't make it in. Um, but that doesn't what I, even <clears throat> imply necessarily yeah. Snyders, but No. He says, what I love about Snyder's director cuts is they're long, but he takes his time to tell the story. I've never watched any of his director's cuts and thought, this is long. Whether they're three hours long or three hours and ten minutes, they always seem to go quick. Um, Richard uh, Citrone, who is the uh, stuntman for Batman in all of of the movies so far, Mm -hmm. um, he uh, shared a, a link to the petition. And then says, uh, so I probably should have written this when I put up this post, but I wanted to make it clear now. I have nothing against Joss Whedon. I have worked with Joss on multiple projects, and I think he is a great director, and he's very easy to work with. I have also enjoyed Danny Elfman's music for years, going back to Oingo Boingo. So (laughs) I agree with the cause, but not everything the person who wrote out in the petition is stating. Um, He says, I posted it because I I want to support my friend, and what I can what I can to see that his vision uh, or vision version is released. You might say that is going to happen anyway, but that is not necessarily true. And if it does happen, people should know that it is his version. When BVS extended cut was released, that was actually the director's cut. And in my opinion, that's how it should have been released. Um, again, nothing to say that, you know, BVS that, that, that was d- a done movie. Yeah. That was actually that's, that's just not the same thing. A
1: director's cut of a movie. This is, a different director's cut of a movie now, that is now asking for an original, but yet somehow different director's cut.
0: And I, at this point, I'm assuming that this is just somewhat, uh, This is just his him showing support to this person and uh, being gracious to some degree. But um, Fiona DC positive over on Vero uh, linked to the petition, and Zack Snyder liked it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Zach would be willing to come back and do it, but I don't think Warner Brothers will. <laughs> it's, um,
1: yeah, it remains to be seen on that one.
0: Yeah. Now, there's a uh, VFX artist. He was, uh, he or she, I don't really know, uh, was uh, confirmed. They they were verified over Reddit, LDN underscore film. Went and did an AMA. Very interesting read. If you have an hour, go and just read through some of that person's uh, responses. Uh, cause you get a lot of insights into, uh, what VFX artists do and you get a lot of insights into how they, uh, how they're into the business works essentially. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in regards to the director's cut, they said it's 1000% bullshit. As I've said, of course, there is an assembly cut Zach had going before he left, but that was nine months ago. He himself said he hasn't touched or interfered or been a part of the process since March. There is no cut. People like this guy who spread the rumor are the worst, perpetuating rumors of processes they don't understand. Um, he also had a list of quick questions that he didn't want to keep continuously answering in the AMA. And he says uh, there won't be a Snyder cut there won't be further vfx work done which means no mustache fixing hmm. even though he said if they had had it uh, if they had been pushed back to spring of 2018 it would have been seamless pretty much the biggest problem with with the mustache and a lot of the vfx was that it was so rushed yeah. and he says there was sadly never a black superman suit <clears throat> another online perpetuation um yes but it didn't make it better with toys that had superman in the suit and mm-hmm. it didn't make it better that henry cavill actually posted what appeared to be a picture of the black suit yeah and then was dodgy about it yeah yeah um, <laughs> apparently though he also revealed that warner brothers offered paramount money they said they would pay <laughs> for the mustache changes
1: now he says, importantly uh, it's like they would pay paramount to replace the mustache right
0: well, he says we did tests on already shot footage of Superman to add a beard as well to show the M- <laughs> Mission Impossible Six team at Warner. Br- I'm sorry, at Warner Brothers at Paramount. Mm-hmm. It was loads easier, and Warner Brothers offered to pay for all the beard adding shots in Mission Impossible Six, and they said no. Yeah, like, Warner Brothers didn't. Y- yeah, that's just ridiculous. You got to
1: give Warner Brothers credit there. They literally said, like, because at the very least, they spent time paying that team to just do that pilot test for them. And send it mm-hmm. on the way. Just the proof of concept like, no, seriously, we can add this. We will add this. Right. We'll do it on our dime. Just let him shave. Yeah. Yep. That was, uh, that was absurd. I, I, this is the most I've had WBs back in a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> they make a lot of All messed right. up decisions up there. But that one, yeah. That one is approved.
0: All right. So Ben Affleck apparently, um, Looked into stealing the Batmobile as a souvenir. Thought better of it. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And uh, opted to pocket some batarangs instead, uh, thinking that the prop master wouldn't catch a few missing. Uh, he, he talked about this, what was it, on Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel, wasn't I it? I think
1: it was Kimmel, but don't hold me yeah. do the Jimmy.
0: <laughs> but he says, uh, he says you can't exactly have been stealing if you got billed for it, which is what happened to me at the end of this story. Turns out batterings aren't cheap.
1: Yeah. I had this image of a prop master like looking at a table and then re inventorying everything and just like mumbling to himself, that idiot, as he makes a note to Bill <laughs> Ben Affleck for the Yeah. For the missing batterings.
0: That's funny. And apparently Fabian Wagner says that um that was a cinematographer on Justice League. Said that uh Zach had a cameo in one of the shots, he's sitting in a cafe to fill it out. I didn't see it. I don't remember it. He-
1: I've been trying to place that since I saw that. I I I can't. Surely, I don't surely know. someone will remember it and start posting pictures. Yeah. But I, I, All right, I don't know. So Do you even remember those, a cafe? Like, Do you even remember a cafe, really?
0: I don't. I'm sorry. I
1: don't specifically either. But part of me wondered, like, if it, there's a part of me that was like, is that Snyder taking, like, a shot at a cafe scene? Because I could totally see that.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I hadn't considered it until you just said it. <laughs>
1: just putting that out there, needlessly.
0: Right. Speaking of needlessly putting something out there. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not needless, but I don't know what to make of it. Um, James Wan says, uh, fret not, no air bubbles for dialogue in my underwater world. Which makes me kind of wonder, like, oh, are we already diverging from continuity this much? Okay. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Not to say that the air bubble thing wasn't weird in Justice League, because it kind of was. That, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Cause it was it, cool, but it was weird.
1: Yeah, but at least it was acknowledging that underwater communication is hard to do. And mm. I doubt he's gonna go with, you know, earpieces or something. But uh, he he really might go for um yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what he's gonna do with that. Like it, yeah. in the film, Aquaman kinda says like I don't necessarily talk to the fish, but I talk through the ocean and the fish get it. <coughs>
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's a rough interpretation. But like I, I feel like that would be a nice thing to incorporate is um he can communicate in the sea. It actually yeah. could open up a fun world where like maybe he's one of the only people that can communicate freely, openly, and to several people at once, and everyone else kinda has to have like a little bubble talk. Uh huh. So it's like maybe one of the things that makes him a ruler is that he can he actually has a voice when other people don't. Physically has a voice mm. when other people don't. Hold know. I just felt like they're gonna explore Aquaman in a way that they intentionally left unexplored during this film. Where like some of his powers are about are, are yet to manifest, I guess.
0: Yeah. Probably. But you know, someone mentioned In the comments um, that, you know, in the the animated stuff, in the animated series and stuff, they they talk and they just talk underwater, you know? Mm -hmm. And James one liked that, so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to think, man.
1: Yeah. I will feel a little bit betrayed (laughs) if they're like, no, we're not doing bubbles. They just talk now. It's fine.
0: That's going to be weird if that's what's going on.
1: (laughs) What would bother me is, like, they went through so much, that seemed like a nice... Effort to explain that you can't just talk underwater or breathe. Uh huh. Unless you're one of them. Uh, anyway, that, that would be like a nice thing we've stopped to point out and then abandoning it to me, but it may happen. I can't rest my hopes one way or the other.
0: Mm hmm. So uh, there was a false report that came out last weekend uh, claiming that the DCEU would shut down after the next couple of releases, basically after Aquaman. Yeah. And uh, David F. Sandberg. <laughs> Shazam director and troll extraordinaire someone that David has mentioned rumors. on
1: several times uh, several occasions you should be following
0: absolutely he re- he responded to the rumors on reddit and said nobody told me can i take the day off tomorrow then i really want to sleep in
1: Not a boy <laughs> that a boy i like him
0: man oh man yeah he's he's good now this is weird uh someone was kind of was giving chris mckay shit about uh Basically, they were going like, oh man, the the guy that like reminded us all of the corny Robin from the 60s and did those crappy Lego movies or whatever. (laughs) It's like, you guys are going to give him Nightwing? And uh, Chris McKay on Twitter responded, this movie will be different than Lego Batman, different than any other Gotham-based film or TV show, and will be a wholly original look at Robin slash Dick Grayson. Don't lose hope. Um, I don't know what to what to make of the holy original look at Robin Dick Grayson. Um, I don't know what to do with that.
1: I don't either. I, he's also because said I, like this is gonna be like a heartfelt, action packed, blah 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 blah. And I, I just keep thinking like, man, I really love your enthusiasm, but I gotta see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm just sort of like, eh, I don't want a holy original look. No, I, I mean, want to see Nightwing. You want like that's what? I y- want. Yeah, you want
1: black and blue and and. uh. Christmas sticks, I'll right? take yellow and
0: blue. You'll take yellow and blue? Okay. I'll take yellow and blue. No Christmas sticks. No. <laughs> Did
1: you say Christmas sticks?
0: No. I said no Christmas sticks. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, no Christmas sticks either. Yeah.
1: I didn't know what they were, but I was confused.
0: That's going to be on a shirt. I'm going to make a shirt and put it on our store. No Christmas sticks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That'll All right. All right, so uh, there was also uh, false news that Joss Whedon was not going to be working on Batgirl anymore; that he had been taken off the project. That is not true. He is still scripting Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, that was never, never something I was worried about. All right, over to some. We have some feedback here uh, on our iTunes account, and uh, Fugitoid says fantastic. David and Jason bring a depth of analysis to DC on the big and small screen, summarizing all the latest news. These guys cover all the interesting news in an informative and humorous weekly installment. Well-researched and presented. Their views are always well-balanced, and I have and I always find myself laughing out loud at their sense of humor. Keep up the good work. Also love the YouTube segment on Justice League. He's uh, referring to the, or he or she is referring to, uh, the, uh, the live Facebook video, you can find it on Facebook or YouTube. I did put it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. forgot about that until um, I mentioned it. But, he or she. you know, it's the same review that you've heard in audio form on this feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, though, guy. Yes. Or gal. Yeah. I forget. You know, I like that name. Everyone on the internet isn't just a dude now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> been so long since ALL came out.
0: <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Sherman Smith over on Facebook says a story or script by Jeff Johns has yet to reach a movie screen dismissing him from creative control now would be ridiculous according to imdb he has a story credit for aquaman and a scripting credit for wonder woman too i don't remember uh, uh dismissing him do you remember dismissing jeff johns from anything uh, no not at all but like
1: in in the insane scrum of stories that have happened over the last month or so I do remember seeing some suggestions that this was I, it, and it was probably just blogger talk. I'll call it mm-hmm. just you know heroic Hollywood on on a good day kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think I remember running across it, but not in any it, not in any capacity that I thought it was under any real consideration. So I, I mean, I agree. Like you and I were talking about, yeah. and if anyone needs to go it's Sugiha, oh, absolutely that that was uh, that was your take on it, and I completely agree.
0: mm Hmm. Thanks for agreeing, man.
1: There you have it, Sujihara. We're coming for you.
0: <laughs> Two people strong. I don't know, man. I think it's like a hundred. F- what was it? One hundred and fifty. One hundred forty thousand strong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's there is some strong. I think we could probably start. The thing is, like, if if you tried to explain the situation, it would take us longer to explain ourselves. I don't know. I I did read the outline of of that guy's. Uh, Pitch for the Snyder cut, and it is long and rambling. Um, mm. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. I, I think we could probably do it in half the half the word count. Uh-huh. Explain, okay, this is who uh, Kevin Sujihari is, and this is why we think he should go.
0: Right. Well, you know, the company may very well go through a uh, an upheaval of sorts with the uh, Trump administration suing uh, the over the AT and T Time Warner merger. So you know, there might there might actually be a wind up being like a <laughs> that actually <laughs> recajiggering. I don't yeah, know what it, you would call it. It may have
1: an effect. We'll have to see on that one, but not in any yeah. real timeline. Oh. Like, let's put it this way: those those kinds of things take so long. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a minute. Like we'll probably have Aquaman before we talk about it again in any. Oh yeah, maybe in any real capacity. Plus the like yeah. an ant- I mean, God, an antitrust lawsuit takes forever. Mm. I seem to remember like that stuff with Microsoft filled up like five years of my life when i was a kid i felt like filled it up huh well i was
0: very interested at the time <laughs> what were you like 10 yes <laughs> little 10 year old jason just like i gotta find out what's happening with microsoft that was
1: for real i wanted to work for microsoft when i was 10
0: <laughs> oh man
1: like really That's wanted funny. to work at, yeah that was a real real dream of mine at 10
0: you had moxie back then yeah No, seriously. There's
1: a ten-year-old or like an eleven-year-old or however, whatever range that was version of me that actually sat around and watched like Bill Gates testifying.
0: That's impressive, man.
1: Well, didn't mean I understood anything that was happening, but I was very curious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nathaniel Muzzy over on Facebook says, uh, "I saw Justice League. I thought it was fine. I think there had to have been um, some strange editing choices." Because I feel like we spent as much time with that Russian family as we did with Cyborg. And that Russian family is a Whedon uh, addition, I believe. I liked it okay, just felt like it cut away from the things I wanted more of. The team, Atlantis, etc. To show me things I didn't care about. Random Russian family, anything with Lois Lane. I disagree about Lois Lane. (laughs) I disagree about both, to be honest. Yeah, the Russian family was there to inject humanity into the film. Yeah, I'd say, because uh, we didn't really see anything else as far as what the world was doing with about Superman or feeling about it, except for that opening credit sequence.
1: Yeah, it's a human proxy. It's just it's yeah. the ground wire. Like, you, to some extent, you have to have it.
0: Like, and, well, you don't very, have to have it, but I think you don't I have really to have think it.
1: you do, though, especially in big budget scenes like this. If you don't have like that that one kid in Sokovia that ends up getting Quicksilver killed or something like that. Like you, you have to have mm-hmm. that one, that one bit. I hate to have referenced you, another Whedon product at the moment, but still, you, I think you really have to have that or you end up with a, uh, a, in a film that's already being called rushed by some critics. I think you end up with a rushed accent scene that doesn't, doesn't come across.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I was going to say is you don't have to have it with but just like with Star Trek generations, what you wind up with is the heroes make sacrifices, do certain things and nobody cares because they don't understand what the stakes were um
1: yeah yeah in
0: star trek generations they said oh yeah this planet has two million people on it or whatever Mm -hmm. a population of two million people we never saw one we don't know what they were like we don't know anything about their culture we are not invested in them at all kirk dies sorry spoilers if you haven't seen this 1994 film um (laughs)
1: my day's ruined
0: but kirk yeah shatner bites it you know in the end sacrifices himself for the planet and you you know like me i'm like yeah people were in danger whatever i still shed a tear mm-hmm. i felt it but i don't most of the general audience i don't think felt anything they were just like what did he die but why did he die yeah um so you gotta have you gotta have that humanity proxy and i uh, used to
1: here's the other part of that you can't just go back for it in retrospect look at man of still look at all the destruction look at all the criticism about like whoa, 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 whoa. people died and then uh-huh. let's look at BVS where they go back and address. Yes, we know people died. And then when you look at the individual stories, no one cared about Scooter McNair. You know, I, <laughs> when, if you try, I think if you try to do it like in retrospect, a movie later, everyone kind of thinks, "Yeah, we're over it. We don't, we don't care about the individual anymore." It's it's a wonderful like inverse of the the whole Stalin. I think it was uh, you know death of a million's a statistic, death of one's a tragedy kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah, they, they were around, but still, like, it's a wonderful like inverse to it, where I, maybe just it's not even an inverse; it's just a bastardization of of the idea, where like if you do it wrong, neither one matters. You're neither a statistic that anyone cares about, nor are you a personal story that anyone cares about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was Scoot McNairy, by the Scoot way, Scooty McNair <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Scooty McNair. Scooty McNair. We all remember him.
1: From the way he scooted around that chair.
0: Just stop. I mean anyway, I, I will, Nathaniel. but only when
1: you only when you insist on the next story.
0: Oh. Uh, Nathaniel continues Fair Oddly enough. my buddy who liked BBS hated it, so everything is subjective. Uh, I think my most pressing issue is this. Clark Kent was buried in a suit. If I remember right, they show it. Yet the resurrected, they res- bleh, resurrected him in a t-shirt and sweatpants. Seems like an awkward team building exercise to decide they needed to change him. I don't remember the suit. I don't remember the sweatpants. I rem, what I remember is a bewilderingly, uh, bewilderingly shirtless Superman mm-hmm. that apparently got a shirt blown off. And, sweat, and and, and um, suit, pa- suit coat pants, you know. Slacks. Slacks of some sort, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, I do love his, uh, his suggestion that this was like a crazy team building exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that somehow they're like, well, we all know Resurrection is a bit itchy. He's not going to want uh-huh. that three-piece suit on. We're just going to take him down to a vest. You know what? We're just going to take him down. You know what? Just let him go shirtless. We're just going to take him down to pants. All right. Just for uh, you know, the sake of presentation, and um, yeah, like you can almost see, you can almost see like Flash and and Batman arguing over like, no, seriously, let let him keep his pants. Let him keep. His... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help uh-huh. him. But it would have made a fine deleted scene, I think.
0: <laughs> I don't think.
1: <laughs> well, like in the way that like, if you consider how it should have ended, versions of <laughs> like alternate versions of deleted scenes, it would have made a great mm-hmm. one of those. I think.
0: Yeah, you want to join a gang, you gotta you gotta pop a cap in somebody or steal something. But if you want to join Batman's gang, mm-hmm. you've got to undress and redress a god, mm-hmm. a dead one, a dead god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just how I roll. Yeah. All right. I'm in my so, 40s. Uh, Things have
1: gotten complicated.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to wonder what all these co- this costume stuff means for me. Like, <laughs> what I've been trying to tell myself.
1: Just trying to explore yourself late in life.
0: All right. Tastic over on Twitter says, (laughs) prepare yourselves because I'm about to fangirl all over the place. Yes, the mustache removal CGI is atrocious, but do I care? Nah. This is the Superman I wanted. The big blue boy scout who smiles and makes corny jokes and saves civilians and punches evil in the face while talking about justice. That opening in Gotham was straight out of BTAS. Loved it. More of that if we get a solo Batfleck movie. Please and thank you. Wonder Woman is an absolute delight and the way they explained her 100-year absence was a, about as good as we'll ever get. Also, when she told the story of how Steppenwolf was previously defeated and that thing happened, I sat bolt upright in my chair. <laughs> Cyborg is perfectly acceptable, and I'll look forward to what they do with him next and hope they spend more time on his design, because yikes. Like the rest of this movie, the CGI on him is pretty slapdash. I still don't know what to think of Flash. This version is more like Bart, or more accurately, Peter Parker. You know, a lot of people have said that, and I don't agree with it, but all right. Uh, I will agree with Bart. Uh, He was so socially awkward that it bordered on off-putting. I did love it when he and Superman raced, and when he went cross-eyed, when Superman's eye followed him. Fantastic. Yes. Probably my favorite thing in the film.
1: Maybe, yeah. Uh, That one moment when Superman's eyes turn, and you just look over at Ezra Miller, and he's just frightened.
0: Yeah, that's like the one scene I've thought about over and over. Over again, and a uh, big grin on my face. Yes,
1: well, that and when you know the slow poke thing was over. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten that scene without the Russian family, Nathaniel. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. uh <laughs> Nerdy Tastic continues, Aquaman is fine, not really a fan either way of the character or the actor, so I'm neither overwhelmed with delight or underwhelmed with disappointment. He's fun and seems to enjoy himself, so that translate- translates well. Honestly, you know, I-, I liked him a lot more than that, but if that's the worst you got to say about Aquaman, Aquaman? <laughs> I'm good. About a person
1: who a year ago was a complete
0: joke. Uh-huh. The plot is fine, not good, not bad. It's not a middling episode of Justice League. Sorry, it's like a middling episode of Justice League. It's not fantastic like StarCrossed. StarCrossed was a high bar, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Um, but it's not god awful like Super Friends. Um, it was definitely slapped together, and you can see the seams and definitely tell who directed what. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work, but it does. I'm satisfied. I'll see it again. I'll buy it on Blu ray when it comes out. Final score, solid B. Uh, thank you, Nerdy Tastic. I gotta say though, it doesn't feel slapped together. It really doesn't feel slapped together. It feels like they did the best they could, uh, with no time. That's what it feels like to me. Like I feel like the studio had a bunch of mandates, and Joss Whedon was just like, "I'll try." Yeah, but we've said before, and then they gave a more, then they gave more mandates, and he went, "All right."
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we, we've mentioned before, though, like Whedon, in some cases, works the best when you give him as few resources as possible. Uh huh. So this may not be an exception. By the way, I, it, his his review of it in general, like I I go between oh, hold on now, hold on now, and three hundred percent agreeing. Uh huh. But I it, it's it's almost it's like very stop and start. Because I agreed with everything he said for it, right up until cyborg. Yikes.
0: I think there were definitely some yikes C G I moments for
1: Definitely the, some Yikes C G I but not necessarily design. I like his design. Just didn't think I well, did like I, the follow through as much.
0: I didn't like the design at all. And I liked it later on when he actually got the the when he expands. You know. Yeah, when he actually gets the real cyborg look yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like that's um, what you have to look forward you know. to.
1: But I was fine. I was fine with there being like a stepping you know, like a, a stage before that.
0: Yeah. And, I don't know. He looked like a crystalline entity uh transformer yeah everything everything <laughs> about like, superman and
1: justice and that first scene being extremely BTS was uh absolutely absolutely on point for me like that was my first, yeah. in the theater i I finished that scene and thought that was that's the most bts thing i've ever actually seen done by real people
0: yeah um i will say like i'm not i'm not like the biggest fan of cyborg you know i uh I didn't like the outfit but it was it didn't look like the metal wife beater that was in the 80s yeah so. <laughs> that was weird I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nerdy, task, uh, Nerdy Tastic, she continues. Uh, she says, one problem I have is why didn't Bruce buy the Kent farm previously if Martha was the catalyst for him to come to his senses? Why let her get kicked out of her home? I don't think he knew about it until later. I, I did just sc- kind of assume scouring. it hadn't hit his radar. Yeah, I just I figured he was out like tracking down Parademons cuz he knew some stuff was coming yeah. because of the nightmare that he had from BVS and then uh I assume he was you know actually out looking for people mostly Aquaman. Yeah. He knew where Diana was cuz he sent her a letter.
1: But that's all very um, top of mind stuff. And the the major thing is like think about the verb they used in that little throwaway joke. It was a reflex. You ref, you you know, you can only have reflexes to things that hit you immediately like without warning, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to me, the film says, "Oh, he didn't know about that," and it's justifiable in the sense yeah. that this is a, you know, forty-four year old man mm-hmm. trying to get his head around and body prepared for an alien invasion that he will need demigods to help fight. Yeah, I-, I hate to suggest that he doesn't have anything on his radar at any given time, but you know, I think I think Bruce let that one slip.
0: Hmm. Anyway, uh, guys, if you are gonna follow us to DCTV, that's awesome because we're going to talk about TV a little bit. and um, But if you're not, I and you enjoyed what you've already heard, I implore you to hit us up on Twitter at DC On Screen. You can leave us a voicemail at 205-259-6331. Uh, subscribe to us over on iTunes. Uh, if you like this, though, uh, please give us a five-star written review over on iTunes and uh, a big old thumbs up or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a thumbs up, but uh, there should be. You probably damn it draw one you and ask you if you felt like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, but like, I don't know. They said it was a thumbs up, but it looks like a dick. Yeah. Um <laughs> It would I'm like no, there's a like there's a little like there're the motion lines that show that the hand going up with a thumb like that just looks like ball hair. Mm-hmm. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if it's knuckles <laughs> or sack. <laughs> <sighs> That's another that's another t shirt, man. Just <laughs> says knuckles or sack. D C on screen.
1: And another in another in a long line of shirts that you'll
0: never see. <laughs> you wanna bet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you said that, they'll be up tonight. Dc dot com. You can already go to our store and buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fair you enough. just wait. Oh
1: well, if you're if you're doing should be our that,
0: timeline in the next twenty four hours. Yeah, if you're doing that,
1: about what was it uh, a couple of years ago we we promised uh, uh, Bill Murray saying I think I would have made a fine Batman.
0: Uh huh. We did, but I never made it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> While you're on there.
0: Uh huh. Well, I'm a little afraid of getting uh, you know uh, pinged for for likeness and stuff. Oh sure. You know? We'll see. We'll see. We'll just make me one. I might. Fair enough. All right, over to TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we don't have a lot on the Arrowverse. A lot of it's just people talking about uh, what the Crisis on uh, Crisis on Earth X, which we will talk about at some point. So yeah, we're gonna have a review for that for the, specifically. Yeah, for the Arrowverse stuff, we'll just say this: the uh, the mid season finale dates are official. Uh, Supergirl December fourth, Flash December fifth, Legends of Tomorrow December fifth, and Arrow December seventh. And now we're going over to Gotham. That was a that was a painless CW <laughs> jaunt, wasn't it?
1: for For this week, yeah, pretty. I mean, if you just ignore a bunch of hype, yeah, that's all that really happened. Yeah. Oh, my favorite was they're putting out what they called catch up trailers. Uh huh. And I clicked on it thinking like, oh, cool, this is going to be a nice recap. No, it's just a trailer that they clearly workshopped and said change two two frames and make it show specific and retitle it, and it's just like them suggesting hey you should probably uh head to cw and catch up right now because it's about to go uh-huh. down yeah that's it <laughs> they made me laugh when i realized Fair what enough. they actually were <laughs> oh god that's how is that worth the money okay
0: yeah all right so over to gotham uh brian Winbrandt is that one of the eps is that right yep. Do I understand that correctly it says while we're leaving a lot on the table There's going to be plenty left for us to put on the table after this season. I mean, we're driving into a really amazing place where, talk about a cliffhanger, it's going to be insane. Right now, our focus is on the characters we have. I mean, we have, I think, the biggest cast on television, and every one of them deserves their own story. I mean, everyone is so good. So right now, we're just trying to figure out the best way to service our cast before we introduce anyone else. And for us, the exciting thing for us is bringing in Jerome, pushing the story forward, forward and we're certainly going to leave this place sorry leave the season in a place where people are going to want a season five so apparently season four is going to end on a cliffhanger which isn't great yeah but hopefully they'll be like hey guys you guys aren't being you know if they are going to cancel them hopefully they'll let them know you know give them enough time yeah
1: that'd be great Um, not something (laughs) you should count on fox is if anything known for doing the exact opposite so that was actually, to me, the most disappointing thing about that headline is I feel like if you're on Fox, you should almost treat every episode like it might be your last. Yeah. Maybe. I, I just, betting on the next year, that's hard rowing.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I uh, I haven't looked into it completely, but um, if they're close to 100, they'll probably get another season.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now I think they will get another season. I just... I don't I have like a, a guttural instinct to not trust Fox.
0: Mm-hmm. So every
1: time I see something like that, my, you know, oceanometer goes off.
0: Yeah. They're up to the December seventh episode, they will be at seventy seven episodes, so I'm pretty sure they'll get a season five. Yeah, that's a good
1: that's at least an inspiring take on it. We gotta get to a hundred.
0: I think I think if they've gone this far they'll get to a hundred. Hopefully. That was you know yeah. <sighs> so uh, Brian Winbrand also is uh, talking about the Grundy-Butch hybrid. He says, I think what you're going to see is a story of duality and of this Frankenstein story when the monster becomes aware that he's a monster. How does that person move forward? How can someone move forward knowing, remembering maybe pieces of what they were and now they're this, for all intents and purposes, a hideous thing? So I think that's great. Sorry, uh, so I think what's great is there's really something interesting... Uh, we dive into with uh, Grundy Butch, and you'll see him sort of becoming almost a new version of the character. Part is Butch, part is Grundy, and what that does for us moving forward is it allows us to kind of carve a new trajectory for Drew Powell and for the character and the mythology of the show. I- I'm down with that. Yeah. But one of the things I really like about Grundy, and one thing I hope they do, is keep that tragic element of him so that like, no matter how much he evolves, when he dies, he comes back completely different.
1: And kind of has to redo it. Yeah, you
0: know? like he's just, and maybe he just uh, after a certain amount of time, he just, just he doesn't have himself. He loses himself completely. I think that would, you know, speak well to the tragedy of the character if they did did it that way, make it a little more tumultuous uh, the transformation into Grundy and make because you know his death was so uh, was so abrupt. Mm-hmm. No, it was one of the truly shocking parts. Yeah, um, and I kind of feel like they um undercut that by making him Grundy and it's fun that he's Grundy I enjoy that he's Grundy um but I don't want him to just become undead butch either like make me care again and then reboot him and make that tra- make it really tragic that he's gone for real
1: well part of uh Grundy's character is also that he comes back stronger and uh, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if well, at least it would be fun to explore, like, what if Ed realizes this and starts kind of killing him to make him a stronger fighter for his little, mm-hmm. you know, underground fighting ring thing.
0: Well, would would he keep doing that if Grundy comes back different every time and you can't well, control essentially him?
1: essentially what Ed did was imprint on him when he came back the first time. He just saw Ed and was like, Ed, friend. And, and then it was over. It was fine. Yeah. So, like, if you know that every time you kill him, you can just imprint on him again and... and you know, reboot him as your friend instead of rebooting him as, you know, uh, crossroads yeah. of variables or something. It's pretty safe.
0: Maybe, maybe even set up like a, a fake attack that he can save him from or something. Yeah, something like that. And
1: then in this case, if I was just playing with the story, it'd be like Leslie that comes around and notices this kind of abuse and, you know, stops it essentially.
0: Yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Gotham is moving once again. Fox's return schedule has been released, and Thursday nights will no longer be the home of Gotham, even though it's only been a half season since they were moved from Monday nights. Yeah. The Fox schedule goes all the way through January 22nd and has no home for Gotham during that time, so its premiere will be after that at some point. The the important thing to remember is that that is a winter schedule. Uh The spring
1: premiere dates are a little different sometimes. Yeah. Like, Lucifer, it appears, airs on the 1st and then a week after and then we'll see. Whereas if you look up right. anything on Gotham right now it's pretty much like, well, we'll see you on the 7th and then blank. Yeah. The the moving date is a little troublesome if that's mm-hmm. what it ends up being. It's getting replaced for yeah, some Yeah, I about that. Something called The Four or something. I don't know. It's basically going to be like four people <clears throat> singing and then the contestants every week will be trying to take their place among the four. Sounds Tragic to me, but people will watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so, I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to last exactly. If it's going to be like a yeah an event, or if they they have long-term plans for it. We'll we'll have to see when they come out with more scheduling information.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, DC Direct's third series has been announced, and it's going to be a half-hour, 26-episode long animated Harley Quinn series. It's
1: kind of exciting. I like it.
0: It's exciting until I see former Powerless producers Justin Halpern, oh, damn it, Patrick Shoemaker... <laughs> Dan Laurie will head the project, which is being described as an adult animated comedy.
1: I'm actually not I, upset about that. I am. I didn't think Margot Robbie. Let me put it this way: I didn't think Powerless was that bad. I knew it wasn't going to survive, uh-huh. but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. And for like a yep. DC, you know, streaming service series, that's eh, about what I expect. If they, if mm. all they give me is like what I got out of Powerless, it'll probably be a, you know an entertaining show for what I invest in it.
0: Yeah. Margot Robbie is going to be asked to provide the voice, but there isn't any news yet on whether she'll join. The series will follow the aftermath of her breakup with uh, Mr. J. Poison Ivy has been named as a co star, and several more heroes and villains have been promised. Um, wouldn't it be weird if, in like, let's say, 30, 20, 30 years, the popularity of Harley Quinn makes it so that, like, the Joker is never called the Joker again? He's just always referred to as Mr. J. You
1: <laughs> can see, like,. Like, 70 years from now, in one of the, you know, you know Detective Comics issue number, what, 3,000. hmm They kind of mention, uh, he, he mentions him by the Joker. <laughs> and it's like an Easter egg.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they, they do a retelling in about 40 years where, you know, Batman is, keeps hearing about this guy on the street, this, like, mastermind called Mr. J. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: After they've just let the Joker kind of sink for about 20 years and not mention him very often. Yeah. And he's one of the people that might be getting, there have been some people propose he's getting to a a saturation point. I don't believe it, but I understand their argument.
0: That just means that they're weird and they have a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so the Twitter account JL reunion is trying to get some momentum uh, for a justice league reunion movie starring the original cast. Um, for the Justice League, uh, I guess it would be Justice League Unlimited or just normal Justice League, but in the, the DCAU. Yeah. Um. They said I have spoken with Susan Eisenberg, and she told me if we want a, a Justice League animated movie with the original cast, we need to let WB know. So tweet WB Home Entertainment with the hashtag ha- uh, #hashtag Justice League Reunion. Andrea Romano will even come out of retire out of retirement to direct it. I don't see a confirmation of that Mm-mm. anywhere.
1: No, he's just claiming it.
0: Uh, but I could buy that. Susan Susan Eisenberg, Wonder Woman, and Kevin Conroy, obviously Batman, have both tweeted their support of the matter. That's interesting. If you want to follow through with that, I don't know that I want more because I just don't. I don't want another. I don't want another Batman and Harley Quinn situation. I don't believe these people know how to write this stuff anymore. <laughs> They don't have any kind of perspective on their past. Any kind of perspective on what they did. They're pretty much just willing to throw it away for for stupid dick jokes. And I don't want to see that. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I could track that. But it, even if
1: you go back six or seven years when it was still, you know, Deanie, Burnett, Bruce Tim when you wouldn't let him draw penises. It, uh-huh. It, it was... They still kind of had it. Yeah. It, we're not that far removed. I it, And... I haven't seen any signs from Deanie that it was right. He might be the one that I still trust because Burnett like, is also retiring, and you know. uh, yeah, he might be the one that I still trust.
0: Deanie would be the one I trust, yeah. like Burnett and Tim. We saw what they did with Batman and Hardwick. Yeah, Deanie's so.
1: the one I meant to say I still trust. Sorry if that came off. Yeah,
0: from. that was one of my favorite things from uh, the old Fat Man on Batman podcast when. Um, someone mentioned Alan Burnett and Kevin Smith said, God rest his soul. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's alive. Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> and then like every time they mentioned him after it, like it was was a running God rest running yeah. joke, it was great. Yeah. It was oh, just it was so good.
1: good. <laughs> Back when fat man and Batman was basically like a wrap up of the BTAS production crew. Yeah. Oh, All those right. were some so, golden days.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Before he just talked about Game of Thrones on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it got to the point where it was a little too expensive for me. Yeah. So you haven't mentioned Batman in like six weeks, dude.
0: <laughs>
1: and he's being played by the guy that like gave you the home you live in. How has this not come up?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to Fat Man for a while. So. There was just like a period where
1: doing. I, I kind of was like, we've gone so far from the premise. Like, I appreciate all the talk. It's just. I wanted to be more specific, so I had to mm-hmm. had to pick up some other, some other things in my timeline.
0: Yeah, which you know, us complaining about that us of all people complaining about someone talking about what something beyond their premise that's a little ironic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he went way further. Like we see a DC on screen, and
1: for a lot of the time, that's what we talk about. He said, "Fat man on Batman in particular, just one character, and even the extended universe, he would like forget about for a couple weeks at a time." Um, hmm. Or not forget about it, but it would be like the smallest thing they talk about for a couple weeks. It was, yeah, wasn't exactly frustrating. I just wanted to focus more on the stuff that we tend to circle around and talk about, like me and you, when we're talking. Tend to talk about more about this very specific subset of it. So mm-hmm. me and you don't normally get into Game of Thrones and Walking Dead discussions,
0: right? Plus, like I'm, I'm still thinking maybe one day I'll watch some of those. So it just became like, ah, stop talking about things I haven't seen. Okay, I can see that. That's right. I, b- I basically become Paul Lind. I become Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. Right, right. I'm like, oh no, Uncle Arthur, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned you into
1: Richie's older brother. <laughs> yeah. Going upstairs never to be heard from again.
0: Right. <laughs> nice pull, man. Oh, nice thanks. pull. Thanks. Did you say younger brother? Because I think it was his older brother. I said older brother. Did I get that right? Okay. I thought it was Good his job. older brother. Good job. All right. That's Carry on. Said, Good Carry try. on. I'll allow it. Alright. Alright. <laughs> that's weird that you mentioned that too, because uh what's his uh Ron Howard's dad, Rance Howard, died yesterday. Oh. He was like one of those guys that you've seen him like a million times in a million different things. It he must have been fantastic. He
1: must have been getting up there a little bit. Same time? Uh,
0: uh, I think it's like eighty nine, maybe? Yeah. I think that's what it was. It's yeah. it's
1: gotta be around that area. Um same time, another death. Uh Katie Cassidy's dead.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, David Cassidy, who oh, not David only Cassidy. was not only was he, uh, you know, our TV's Black Canaries uh, or Black Sirens father, he mm-hmm. played Mirror Master in the nineties Flash back in the day. Yeah. Also,
1: there is like a whole Brady Bunch thing, but
0: yeah. Well, I think it was pa- the Partridge family, or Partridge but... family. Sorry. Yeah. did uh, Did you <laughs> did, mix did you see actually. Did you see what his last what his last words were? No. So much wasted time.
1: Oh God, those are haunting last words. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Wait to... a. Way to pull down my Sunday afternoon, buddy. I mean, it's it's good advice on the way. I've, no, I mean, it's both both David's yeah. in this in this context. You and me, yeah.
0: you're like you're like, damn it! I was planning on wasting a lot of time today. I really was.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of reading lined up that is uh-huh. very inconsequential reading. Well, except for Doomsday Clock Number One, I have Doomsday Clock Number One sitting here. I don't think that's wasted time.
0: It probably is. No, that's not. I don't think but, it's wasted time.
1: You know, the Rick and Morty like.
0: <laughs> Side series is
1: yeah maybe,
0: I enjoy myself. <laughs> sure. Um. Anyway, uh, apparently there were more uh, Batman the Animated Series episodes that we didn't. We never got. Paul Dini confirmed that the powers that be insisted on so much Robin during BTAS that it cost us some fun episodes. He had a Black Canary Catwoman story plan that didn't meet the Robin criteria. He says the Black the Black Canary Catwoman episode was a casualty. They wanted more Robin, and each time we wanted to drop in from our story, we had to fight for it. Not that we had anything against Robin, we just wanted to stretch now and then to do solo Batman stories or episodes that focused mainly on Gordon or the villains. After after the experimentation of the first season, the network felt we might be leaving the boys behind, so we got the edict, add more Robin. Uh, apparently we also missed a Swamp Thing episode. Deanie says, other than that, there was a Poison Ivy seducing Swamp Thing story I toyed around with, but the rights to Swampy weren't available then. I did a sort of a version of it years later on an episode of Justice League Action. So that's cool. I, I would have liked to have seen both of those things. Yeah. I really wanted to see Black Canary back in the day. Like I I wanted any expansion I could get right. of the DC Universe at the time. I was like, "Where the hell, is Superman? Where's the Justice League? I want a Green Lantern. Give me yeah. a Flash. I want." I mean, they got there for so, you, but now, now imagine this. How cool would it have been like when you look at like an episode like um, you remember the episode where Talia and Raish and Batman uh, go off into the desert and deal with that you know mystical uh, Pharaoh lady or whatever in the Lazarus Pit. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. <laughs> Anyway, I, I know someone out there has got the actual episode name in their head, and I'm I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But um, and you look at something like that. How awesome would it be if we had an episode where Batman on an on a mission to find Rache or something stumbles across the mascara?
1: Mm, yeah, that
0: would have been nice. You know, like you Even could as have a throwaway. Like you could data. have
1: him. You could have him stumble across it and then look at it and. <laughs> Even just kind of say, like, whatever these people are doing, they're not hurting anyone, and they clearly want to be left alone. And then walk away from it. And I would have been like, do you remember yeah. that episode where he found he found the Amazonians and, was, and, and just kind of left them alone? Yeah. Even that would have been nice. Yeah. Then again, let's give one quick shout out to Legends for doing something very similar.
0: Oh, gosh. That was amazing. That was great. That's not good. You're just not going to be often that you hear me say anything on legends was amazing. That's but, the
1: reason I brought it up was like, let's have the one moment where they did something that you approved of.
0: Yeah. Helen of Troy be, taking her to Mascara was amazing. Um, and while the episode following it was was very so, so was just not very good at all. Dude, Mick, Rory and his dad got me like I was weepy.
1: Yeah, that was a
0: lot. That was a lot. Ooh, man.
1: They were good it's mostly like watching Purcell's face while he kind of processes all this information about, am I, maybe I'm not the immoral guy. Maybe that's how I was raised and who do I really want to be And all that stuff. They did a wonderful job, like Mm -hmm. bringing that up this episode. I thought
0: like it was so subdued, but like when, when Nate kind of walks up and he's burning himself with the lighter, uh, he's like, should have been me that burned like, Oh Mm -hmm. God,
1: that was rough. That was actually, yeah, that was rough. Oof. Mm hmm.
0: Oof. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something, man. That's that's a tough thing to watch after you've sit you've been sitting there cackling at the council of Wells. <laughs> it can it can be
1: a, a little bit of a come down.
0: With a little Matthew McConaughey Wells flashing his bits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew,
1: anyway. I knew that was going to be fun though. I went in. Oh, sure. I went in with the the wildest expectations, and all were met. <laughs> like... <laughs> I really just enjoyed the crap out of myself.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think we got to wrap up. We got to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, it's a I, short week. Can
1: I give you an image that's uh, gonna haunt you? Hopefully, you've since. Oh, you, why? Yeah. Well, you did it to me, and I want to. Oh, um, okay. And it fits. It's it's completely uh, completely fits off what you told me. So um, so much wasted time. Right. Haunting last words. Yeah. Um, Similarly, I heard someone on uh, you know that Reply All podcast that I keep badgering you about. Uh huh.
0: Um, <laughs> he, he well, I guess we've officially promoted them. I hope they're good. Yeah. Oh, no, they're they're solid.
1: Uh huh. So, so one of them was like, uh, I forget who it was, but uh, one of them suggested like a version of hell that he has uh, conceived of before. Uh huh. Is you're just like in a room and they just show you video of yourself while you wait for every web page you've ever visited to load. Mm. That that was that was painful. Cuz at the very least it makes you wonder like, "Oh my god, how much time have I spent doing that?"
0: <laughs> oh god. Yes, yeah, pretty rough. Yeah. And on that, we are DC on Screen. That delightful note. <laughs> you can find every episode at dconscreen.com. Uh please go subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts and um if you like us please go give us a five star written review uh also we can do that on facebook now too yeah so yeah. that's that's really cool and and really fun and let's face it it's facebook so it has way more chance of getting seen sure uh feel than free to feel
1: free to message me your version of hell if if you want to cuz that sounds hilarious yeah
0: yeah message us go to D- the dc on screen twitter or uh facebook page and uh, message us what your version of hell is. Yeah,
1: unless it's listening to this podcast, in which case it's low-hanging fruit. Go for a better joke. Indeed, you can do better. We expect more from you.
0: We expect you to create your own characters. <laughs> Absolutely, like the winter women. Right, like the winter women. Right. Call us at 205-259-6331. <laughs> Those
1: prototypical sons of bitches, wherever they are. <laughs> Oh I say plural. We don't have any reason to believe that yeah. that one person didn't just talk over themselves recording, but that's that's a different right. thing. Right.
0: And in my in fo- my fondest dreams, whoever did the Witter Women was like the next key and Peel or the next Mr. Show, you know? Like mm. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> At the very least just like, fond prank callers.
0: Yeah. Did we just start like the Dana Carvey show version of the the waiters who are nauseated by food <laughs> with Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert. <laughs> no one knew them back then. Uh, I'm going to be watching any variety show I can get my hands on just to see if the Witterwomen Women pop up and be like, I knew it.
1: Yeah, 30 years from now.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm gone. We're gone. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band Future Elevators can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the giant Size team-up network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC on Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted?